listening to the Still 80 Mania podcast. I'm your host, Benson Sue, and this is Storytime. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Storytime on the Still 80 Mania podcast. I'm excited to introduce our next guest. He's a hip hop head, a sneaker head, a car builder, a car collector. Uh, he's held executive positions at Nike. EA Sports, Hoonigan, now he's at Wheel Pros. He is the founder and creator of Fat Lace, Illist, Drift Unit, the Slam Society, formerly Hella Flush, and was a major force in the flush wheel fitment and stance movement. I am so honored to welcome Mark Arsenal to the podcast. What's up, Mark? Ooh, what's up? What's up, man? man? I'm out of breath after that. <laughs> that was long. <laughs> it was long, but you know, I didn't even do it justice. Uh, no, you, no, you have like fine. the most impressive resume and that's no. just your resume, your work resume, you know, um, I'm like the, the things you've done for car culture. Oh, thanks. And, and <laughs> you know, other things like fashion and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, it's very impressive. Thank you. I, I think um, when I'm when I get into things, I I really uh, really get into it and kind of put my passion into it and yeah. find things that excite me and and build off that, you know. Yeah, and you um you really see that if like you look at you know where you started your actually I don't know I maybe don't know where you started your career, but I kind of saw some stuff in your LinkedIn and and your journey, and it went slowly from your you know, the stuff you went to school for. And then, and then I saw kind of your passion kicked in and you started following your passion. Yeah. And, and then you got heavily into car stuff. Way too much. <laughs> it's too much to the point where I, I love, you know, I mean, actually what's funny is I, when I notice I love something so much, I try not to make it a job, right? Like when it becomes a job, that's when you're like, ah, oh, you're not really yeah. into it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I could say that happened when I was at Nike. It was a dream to work at Nike. It's a dream for so I, many people. I can imagine. And when you get to Nike, you're like, oh, man, this is this is cool. This is a great job. I met so many people, had so many opportunities from it. But mm -hmm. oh, I didn't really want to be there because it was, uh, you know, you're, you're now just your dream is kind of like, oh, that's not a dream anymore. It became reality, which is great. But at the yeah. same time, it's like whatever you, you saw something uh bigger out there you, you kind of realized i think uh, there's a lot of people in that position where you know maybe they have got a great job but it's not what they love and it's yeah. not a job um how like if you had to give advice to someone who you know was was trying to figure out how to how to you know cross that bridge what what would you say to them well, you know what's really funny is I noticed in the last 10 years, tons of people are following their passion, yeah. which is amazing, right? Like back in the day when I was a kid, and I love that I say that because you understand this because we were on the older side of these things. But mm -hmm. um, before, obviously, you know, our parents would kind of like guide us, give us a little advice yeah, or, or tell us what to do, right? Yeah. Like. But now it's like parents, like myself, I'm like telling my kids, like, dude, just do whatever you guys feel yeah. like is cool for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because really, we don't, we're not really living here very long. So you might as well have fun while you're out here. Yeah. You know? And it's, um, 
I, I definitely feel that. Um, we both have Asian parents and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure your parents told you to be a nurse or a doctor or, yeah. you know, go the traditional path of, you know, going to college and, and, you know, doing academics and, yeah. but you landed in, in, uh, design. Yeah. Uh, How did by, that by, happen? Did your, did, were your parents uh, supportive of that? They were, they were, well, first of all, I wanted to be a cosmetic surgeon because okay. that was very much in the design field, right? Oh, like that's I was interesting. Like, I never thought about that, but yeah, <laughs> I personally thought it was, I thought it was like, cool. Um, and I could talk about anything, right? Or is it a PG thing or I'm, I mean, if you, if you curse or, you know, you're going to get the quack sound. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I'll try not to curse too much, but yeah, I was like, way into female body parts let's Got just it. say that right okay. and i was like oh cool i'll be a plastic surgeon this is like the best career ever <laughs> right yeah. and 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 then i started taking these classes and i was like man i really don't like blood that much right because yeah. there's a lot of blood with surgery mm. right and mm -hmm. i was like oh shit. i already took oh sorry i took two Fun. years of this and I said, okay, what's the fastest way out of college? Because it takes a <laughs> long time to get out of college when yeah. you change careers. Yeah. I mean, you know, you change your majors or whatever. And um, I found interior design and it's like interior slash commercial design. And that took only two years to finish. So it, I was still in college for a while because I was, uh, I started my own sticker business, you know, mm -hmm. like when, remember Modern Image yes. Sign Works? Remember those yes. guys? We started Mecha Graphics back then. Oh my gosh, that just brought me back right now. I totally forgot about Mecha Graphics. Yeah. I see the logo in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I did that and I, I got caught up doing that and finally graduated. And my dad was like, hey, aren't you going to get a real job? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm making pretty good money, I think. And, you know, that, that became, that's when I started working in corporate, like at The Gap and stuff. Okay. And, and. That was, uh, when did you realize you were a creative? Um, I always loved art, right? Like I was uh, really into graffiti. Yeah. Um, I got busted quite a bit in high school. Yeah. Uh, never so much in college because we would, we would be a little more smarter about it. But um, I, I knew I was way into art. It was just, I didn't understand how art translates to the corporate world. Yeah. You know, and, and it did. It just... You just have to apply yourself and learn all these programs in order to, you know, become that creative for these corporate companies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when did you realize you were, I mean, you were always into art, but uh, when did you realize you had like a gift for it? Did, were, were, would you say that you were born with a gift or was it something that you kind of learned just because it was your passion? Um, it was, I don't know if it was a gift. It was more, I noticed a lot of cool logos every, ever since I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, that's a cool logo. Oh man, that, that company uses the same font as that company. Right. Yeah. And it was all over the place. Right. Like target uses, everyone uses like the same Helvetica font. Yes. Right. And yes. it, that kind of freaked me out because I'm like, whoa, every single person in the world is using this font. Yeah. So then I just started dabbling with fonts and started becoming really interested in make, creating logos and i thought that's kind of like the best way to start a brand right to just mm -hmm. have a really cool logo and you know come come with really cool colorways and yeah it just really it just that stuff really stuck with me and 
I really pushed real hard to to create logos for different companies and just had real fun with it. I remember uh, I remember reading. I don't know if it was Fat Lace. I think it was the Fat Lace website, and uh, you were talking about logos and fonts and how you came up with the Illust logo. Oh yeah, yeah. Got so in trouble with that one. But did you really? Yeah, no. We got a cease and desist from Titleist. Okay. But it was a really that lady was super nice. She was just like, just don't use it. Uh, we won't have to sue you. This and that. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So then she gave us a year to to kind of like unload all our all our um, apparel that had uh -huh. the logo tag. Yeah. And then from there, we never used it again. And but the yeah. funny thing is, uh, after you stopped using it. It was everywhere, man. Like, oh, I know all the sticker shops, all the like places that would just like make bootleg stickers. Yeah, I, I I don't know what, I don't know what it was like in NorCal, but it was yeah everywhere down here. Oh, it it was everywhere. I mean, I got friends um, globally that would just send me pictures and text messages yeah. of cars where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Those are all bootleg stickers, but. I think the funny thing about that is it just got the name out, you know, and it yeah, it really helped us as far as that's when I realized, oh shoot, this is like real funny marketing, right? Like free marketing, right? Like these guys are all making money off the logo, which is right. fine, but um, we we you know we made money off the logo too, so <laughs> yeah, it was it <laughs> was funny. so crazy, it was so crazy to see. I mean, uh, I'm I'm sure like I saw people everywhere, all over so SoCal with illist stickers and i was like i don't even know if they know what illist is but they, yeah it was like the sticker you had to have you know it's like having a a stussy t-shirt or something like you had oh. to have the logo yeah speaking of stussy um there's they have a lawyer that would always contact me and he's like mark there's so much illist fake stuff out there i'm like i know i don't know how to stop this <laughs> right like he's like well, you got to do this, this, and this. So then we hired someone just to stop fake stuff. Mm -hmm. And at one point I was like, you know what? Who cares? It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Right? Like, I think it's fun. It's good. Good. It's just like when I was doing graffiti, we were tagging everywhere. Right. So it yeah. just kind of felt the same way, you know, like free advertising and free. And it's part um, of the culture, right? It's, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's showing how much people appreciate your your brand and yeah so funny you, can, you could like try and fight it or you could embrace it like yeah like gucci does or lv you know yeah um, yeah definitely just make it and it it's more uh, uh inclusive that way you just embrace it yeah yeah it's all it's all about that you know i think um it happens to every single big brand and uh we weren't a big brand but i i was i was happy that it was happening you know it it, it felt like a big brand it really yeah, did. It totally did. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> I mean, the amazing. way people were like, oh my God, you know that I know that brand. I'm like, what? Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Everyone man, everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um so uh let's let's bring this back to cars. Um yeah, you're a big car funny. collector. Uh you uh, built many SEMA cars. Um yeah. some pretty iconic cars. Can you can you tell us uh, how did you get into cars? Um the first time I went to an old school Volkswagen show is when I really loved, started loving cars, right? How I mean, I would you? always have, I was young. I was like maybe 16 okay. at the time. And I don't know, I, I, my friends brought me. I was like, we were sitting in his van. There's no chairs in this van. And I was like, whoa, we're going all the way to Sacramento. That's so far. Yeah. And then uh, we went to the show and it just flipped me out. And after that, I went to every single Volkswagen show and you know, got way into VWs and 
um, I had, you know, my mom gave me her, um, it was nice. It was like a 318i <laughs> and okay. E30 um, in back in the day. And that, that's so Filipino, by the way. I know it was like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, that's I, I, I always tell people that I became her driver. Okay. When I became, when I started driving, because she was telling me to drive her everywhere, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm down." Yeah. yeah. Um. But then from there, it's like I, I cut the spring, cut them in half. Like Nate, I heard Nadine said she <laughs> cut, cut her half. spring. I cut them in half. You cut them in half, literally in half. I literally cut the back <laughs> spring in half because in uh, in BMWs they're separate from the um, mm -hmm. you know, from the, the shock. The, yeah, the shock they're separate. Mm -hmm. I cut one in half, put on both sides. Drove on the bridge and one fell out. I was like, oh, holy dude. smokes. Yeah. So then I had to um, cut the other one in half and I zip tied them down. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I went through so much with that car. I think 10 years because I couldn't afford anything. I was still a student. And yeah, I think uh, after I got my first job at uh, The Gap, um, that's when I went crazy. I started going crazy on cars and just, yeah. I don't know, started buying a lot. And uh, but you eventually got into Japanese cars. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what kind um, of started I, that? I think because I we lived in Daly City at the time mm -hmm. and all my friends had um, Hondas and Acuras. Yes. So I had a, uh, I had bought, like what year was this? This was maybe the 90s, okay. like uh, 94, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So pretty, um, or pretty early in the import scene when. Yeah. Super when, early like, or people are trying to. Like there are parts available, people can like fix up their car like lightly, right? Like yeah, their corners and stuff. It mufflers. was really uh, corner lights, yeah. um, springs. Yeah. Uh, some people had coilovers. You know, the guys that were like doing drag racing and stuff. Okay. And, yeah. You know, and um, I I had bought some teens. You know, mm -hmm. and and uh, I lowered my I had an RS uh, Acura Integra RS. Okay. That was fun. That was a, that was a fun car, and yeah, no, I mean, I think I still was into VWs because I had a bus still at the time. But okay, um, I got, I don't know, I've had quite a few Japanese cars, but not as many as like the Euro scene because I got way way into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, how did you get into drifting? Um. So a lot of my friends around Give me... Give us some context, too. Okay. So let's drop so, some so, years. Okay. So in 98, was it 98? Oh, yeah. I think 98. A friend Super of mine in early. Japan. Yeah. He was um, he was a teacher in Japan. Oh, you know, like English an English teacher. teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're, you're going to go there to teach English? He's a half Japanese guy, right? Half Chinese, okay. half Japanese guy. And okay. And I think, I don't know how much Japanese he knew, but he started learning a lot of Japanese because he went there and he sent me a video. I don't even think, I think it was a VHS or something. I don't, who knows what, I, I could have been a DVD, who knows. But he sent me something, I think it was DVD. He sent it to me and I was like, oh my God, what is this? These yeah. guys are like full pink cars drifting i didn't know what it was they were he's like dude you got to check out this new sport i'm like yeah. what sport yeah and then and he's like these kids were uh i don't know if they were kids even but bunch of pink cars drifting tandem stuff right down mm -hmm. straight ways I, I i we didn't know what it was called but back then i guess you know it was manjing but yeah they were just like on racetracks doing um really cool team drifting and i was like wow that that's really cool and I didn't have money for a, a, a manual car yet, right? Because yeah, I yeah. was driving my my mom's uh, B 
Beamer. And I think in 2001, I bought a S2000 because I really loved S2000. Okay. They came out in 2000, right? So it was pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. It was like because I had money. You okay. know, it's like my first job. I was like, yeah. I'm spending this money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I went to a drift day six because Calvin Wan at the time was drifting. Okay. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, you should go to this thing called drift day. I'm like, all right. I don't we don't have anything like this in the Bay Area. So I had drove I, and I've driven to no idea where it was. It's it, gotta be Irwindale Speedway. Yeah, because it was it was kind of you started on a hill and you go down to the oh, middle. Okay, no, it, that was that was uh California Speedway. Now okay. I don't I don't remember what it's called now. Uh Auto Club Speedway, I think. Maybe. Yeah, yeah the Fontana one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we drove so far for this, right? And yeah. um uh, you you guys in NorCal were notorious for being dedicated, man. Like <laughs> people like Calvin Wan would come down for almost like every single every day. single one yeah yeah he was crazy and I was like Calvin I have no idea how to drift this thing I'm you know I'm here to practice drifting I mean I got my right turns good but yeah. my left turns I had always spin he goes why did you buy su thousand this is not the <laughs> best car to drift I go I know it's like super hard to balance right yeah. and then so he takes it out oh my god this guy's so good at it yeah and he was just like killing the corners. I'm like, oh my god, I wish that was me. But um, I think a year later, I bought an S14. That's when you like, got the just, Zenki S14. Yeah, the Zenki S14, 2000, 2003, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was the best. That was like the start of it all. All my friends had S14s and S13. It was crazy up north. Oh yeah, wow. there were a lot of nice. There are a lot of nice Toyotas up north, and I feel like. Oh yeah. I feel like there were more, more Toyotas than Nissans. Oh no, there were. I mean, like Alex Pfeiffer and yeah. uh, this dude Leroy. I don't know if you know. Leroy. I remember Leroy. Yeah. That guy was Hawaiian. He, I thought that dude was gonna beat up everyone, but um, <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude's super Hawaiian. Yeah. We ended up. My, my ha I actually own his. His 8.6 that he used to drift. It's my son's car right the now. The white one that you have is his. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really I still funny. have the Cusco cage in there. And nice. A couple of the uh, extra little things that he's... Uh, the same engine. He actually sold it to Hunter's um, uncle. Okay. And um, it came with three motors. It was so cool. We went to his house. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's only going to beat us up. But <laughs> uh, he, uh, he sold us everything for, like, I don't know at the time. I think it might have been... Eight, Eight thousand bucks. So good. With three motors. I'm like, so good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I so, probably jumped too so soon. I jumped so fast. Uh, sorry about that. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the moment you fell in love with drifting? Um, dude, I I know when I I mean I loved drifting already, but like really really in, into it when we went to d1gp okay. it was like a it was a hybrid event it was like a time attack event and a yeah drifting, where the was one that, that, one? that was at that was at uh california speedway that was when they brought all the jgtc cars yeah that was it yeah i mean we were already like you know we had our origin body kits yeah. uh, i had j lines on my s14 yes. the green ones yes i remember you designed then, those, right? Or oh, I forgot. I, you I did you their had... logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then um, and then Jay Pizarro had his uh, black S fourteen with yes. um, 
a vertex kit with the vertex kit the vertex ridge kit yeah yeah and then yep. we were just like man these this is like the best thing ever i don't want to ever dude it was the best thing ever and, and they've never repeated it i'm so bummed about it that i was don't like, know what <sighs> that was the best that... thing i've ever seen mm-hmm that was the start of it all. I mean, yeah. I don't know what year that was, but it was... That was 2005, maybe? Four or five. Four? Mm -hmm. 2004. But, but the build-up, right? Like, from us to start drifting and, you know, we street drifted. Uh, mm -hmm. I know Calvin and them street drifted way more than us. Yeah. And, you know, we would street drift. But I was really conservative with street drifting because I, I, I've gotten busted with graffiti so much that... Yeah. I already know that feeling. I don't really yeah. want to get back into that, but yeah, man, just 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 the feeling of drifting was the best feeling ever, right? Because it's almost like graffiti for me. Like you get this release, and okay, you're just yeah. like, oh, cool. the rush, yeah, yeah, the rush, yeah, it's so good. I I can't relate to graffiti, but I guess it's the the act of doing something you can get in trouble for. Is that what it is? Maybe, maybe it was. I don't yeah. know, but every every. Left turn, I would take it. Yeah. Any left turn. No one's yeah, around, dude. I'm taking it. You know, yeah, like me too, man. Yeah, I spun I, out I, I, I mean, spun I... out in a lot of intersections. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like um we would film freeway exits. Mm -hmm. It was so stupid. Like we I mean, thinking about it now, if we were doing it now, I mean I think we could still do it now, but just a little more smarter. Like there's too much cameras around now. There's too many cameras and cops know what you're doing now. Like back mm -hmm. in the day we could do it and be just like, oh, you know, my foot got stuck on the throttle mm -hmm. or like, you know, I don't That's know, funny. I'm just a dumb kid, right? But <laughs> yeah, it's it's too popular now. Yeah, it's too popular. And you can really tell who's got a drift car out there now. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Cops know what a drift car is for yeah. sure. Yep. yep. <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about what you did with Illust and Fatlace. Um, well, Fatlace was kind of a, it was a website you did. It was, yeah. it was kind of like just all your passions all in one website, right? Yeah. Kind of music, yeah. It, it fashion, was, cars. Definitely. It was, um, it was just a blog for me to kind of an outlet for me to talk about things. Yeah. I was not the best writer in, um, as far as like, you know, like writing as far as writing blogs and stuff, I wasn't the best writer in school. So I thought this would be a really good experiment for myself to kind of learn how to express myself um, yeah. on a blog, you know? And I think uh, when I was at, when I noticed that it was starting to trend the company, you know, Fat Lace has a brand. Yeah. I was like, cool, we can make t-shirts now and we could even open up a store because all our passion is what we're selling anyway. Yeah. Right. Like it's like when you're going to a Japanese stationery store, you know you're gonna find the best stationery, right? Because yeah. they really focus in on everything they love about stationery. And that's mm -hmm. what I did with Fat Lace. Everything we sold in the store was all my friends' favorite all my favorite brands as well as all my favorite uh you know, the guys that worked around uh at the store, mm -hmm. all the favorite stuff as well. So it was a really cool experience for us to um actually own a you know own a store it was yeah it was fun and, and i saw fun you time. you always um you always had like a, a good group of friends around like you were always doing car stuff at fat lace and like, yeah. you were supporting like you're you know people were working on their cars there and mm -hmm. you're kind of supporting the local scene too yeah um, and that was really cool to see because like back then i think the crossover between like 
fashion and cars didn't happen very often. So that was really Oh, neat. yeah, it never it wasn't around. So my, my whole, I guess my whole purpose in like the drifting world was kind of to bring because drifting has so much style, right? Yeah. It was all about 100% style, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, it changed when it became professional, it became, oh, my God, what, what are these cars now? So weird. <laughs> I yeah. hate it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But um, Jap um, you know, there was so much style in drifting, but um, there was not much style in people's appearance, mm. right? Um, so in my head, I was like, oh, cool, we could we could mix it two and let's just try and experiment and see what happens. And it, se it seemed to do well. You know, I we opened up a store in Japantown in mm -hmm. little to uh, Japantown in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And my friends would throw this show called JDM Theory. Okay. Or JDM, yeah, J uh, which is called Week Fest now. Okay. Right. So they used to rent the underground garage and the two the two started mixing, which I was like stoked about, right? Because we awesome. would sell Nike SBs, we would sell Nike uh, at my store. Yeah. And people would come to the shop, and then we go to the show. It was it was just really good timing on our part, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you <clears throat> you seem to be like just a little bit in front of a lot of big trends. Yeah. Kinda, so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like um and and. Uh, I guess that's a good segue to talking about uh, about Hella Flush. Yeah. Um, you 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 were a big you are big in having that trend of like wheel fitment and the term stance and yeah, that's uh, you so guys funny. you guys coined the phrase Hella Flush and um, that was such a big movement and you were like right in the front of that. Yeah, you know, I think we got, I don't know if it's, I think because we had so much passion for it. Yeah. Um, it's, the, that's the reason why it uh, took off because everyone around me was about, okay, let's make sure if we're drifting, our cars have to look really nice, right? Yeah. None of this, none of this hokey looking, I no, you can't have gaps, you can't have nothing, yeah. right? It's yeah. all about visual awesomeness, right? Yeah. And um, for us, as a, you know, we didn't even have a crew. We just called ourselves. Oh, okay. Actually, we had kind of a crew. We called it Drift Unit. Yeah. Um, but Hella Flesh came because a friend of mine was Jerry, this other guy from San Jose. He had a S4, S4, S14 also, Zenki. Mm -hmm. He was Jay's friend. And he was like, dude, that's Hella Flesh. Man, yeah. all our cars are so cool, right? Yeah. And I'm like... Dude, they're actually really cool for us. I don't know if the world liked it, but yeah. we loved it, right? Because yeah. we had nice body kits and we would drip. We wouldn't really crash into each other. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think um, the movement started from there, right? Like we brought it down to LA. Um, we had an, we had a meet down there called Hella Flush. I think we called it Hella Flush 3, although okay. it was the first one. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. really funny. <laughs> Because we counted um, some local meets as the one and two. Oh, so we're okay, like, oh okay. shoot. Okay. It wasn't, it, trust me, it was just for fun, right? And I think we did it at some beach. And then, dude, people, we were just, my, our friend Yogi was selling stuff out of the trunk. It was it was crazy. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is actually a really cool um, thing that we're doing. You know, I didn't consider it uh, something to make money off of. It, it was mm -hmm. just really all friends doing fun stuff you know yeah it's always been like that for me as long as we're having fun and 
you know, we could pay pay for our way there to Japan or wherever, then yeah. I'm all good with that. I always thought, um, I always thought that, I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest with you right now. Yeah. When, when you first started, uh, when you first started like promoting that style, I didn't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I mean, That's I, funny. like I was inspired, you were inspired by Japanese style and, yeah. and I was too. Um, and I saw like what you guys were doing. You guys, you guys were inspired by it and you guys were building onto it. Like you made it more extreme. Like you made your cars mm -hmm. way lower. You made your, yeah. your, uh, your stretching tires way more. And the, the can like there was way more camber. Yeah. Um, like it's just extreme, everything extreme, yeah, fitment, yeah. extreme like mm -hmm. alignment, like all that stuff. And it was just, it looked, it looked good, but like the, I guess, I guess I, I came from a different perspective. Like, you know, I wanted my stuff to look just like the Japanese cars and you, yeah. you took it and you ran with it and you made something your own. I feel like. It, that's really funny. You say that because we were really experimenting, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, I hit up Stan at, um, he was at J line. He had DTM at the time too. Mm -hmm. Um, from Toyo Tires, you know Stan. Um, uh, I Stan I've Chen? met him. Yeah. I met him, but uh, yeah, dude. I don't really know. <laughs> so um, he would sell us nine and a halfs, right? And I was like, "Cool, nine and a halfs are cool. Yeah. Let's see what can fit on this, right?" Yeah. Then like, oh, two twenty five will not fit really well. It's just yeah. crazy. Too much camber, right? Yeah. I mean, too much stretch. Yeah. And we weren't. It's not that we wanted it. It's just that's all we we messed up, right? Like, oh, shit, we, oh man, we bought the wrong size tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't return it now because I yeah. already drove on it, right? Yeah. So we just had to go with it until we ran out and to buy another set of tires. It wasn't like, um, it was really all experimenting. Yeah. Well, and that's and, how that's thing. That's yeah. how things get created, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. a beautiful mistake, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, we debated a few things when <laughs> yeah. being too too extreme because yeah. some guys started buying ten and a half or tens, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, this is this is a little much. that's too much, dude!" Mm. Like, because I would debate on like uh, after one run, you're like, "Oh yeah. my god, it's terrible!" But yeah. um, what what I thought was really weird on the hella flush side was because we were like you said we were going extreme. Mm -hmm. Some other folks. Started going way extreme yeah. and started putting the tagline "Hella Flush" on it, and I would try to correct them. I'm like, dude, that's not even Hella <laughs> oh, Flush no. anymore. That's too much. That's like, <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> I'm like, you can't go drifting with this, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it has to be a little like yeah. minus minus seven was kind of like the most. Minus uh -huh. ten was like already cutting it. Yeah, and people would go red way minus. I'm like, oh, dude, you guys are nuts, right? Like that's yeah. not. That's not the definition anymore. That's so funny. That's so funny. Like, there, there is a fine line between hella flush. There and, is. Like, I don't know what's past hella flush. Dude, what's it past was hella? like, like <laughs> it was like this, and as long as the fender would like be less yeah. than a millimeter, yeah, then that's hella flush. That's right? that's hella flush. Got it. But but people were going <laughs> mega camber, and yeah. I was like, dude, that's not that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, but. It was, it was we, outside of your control then. It was out of our control because I see it all over the forum. Yeah. People were talking shit. I was like, oh, sorry. And uh, and they were just like so mad at it. And I'm like, yeah. dude, but that wasn't the definition. Our definition right. was for drifting to make right. sure that we could look beautiful out there on the drift course. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. It went out of control.
That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, same with your your illist your illist stuff, right? That, oh, that yeah. got out of control. Mm -hmm. That's yep. so funny. Yeah, um, so funny. Um, and and it was cool to see. It was cool to see how you created that and you you kind of pushed that movement and see like it it started it wasn't it wasn't only rear wheel drive cars anymore it wasn't just the the Nissans or the Toyotas you started seeing it on Civics Accords yeah you saw it on everything everyone just like it really changed the culture it in did the US it I think it did I mean. Uh, then it started then the name changed to stance mm -hmm. do you know yeah. what i mean yes. like uh stance wasn't around i mean yeah stance definitely that word was not around it started around the time we started mm -hmm. but i think because people wanted a normal word because people hated saying hella okay it's that's a right? it was such a that's such a, a word yeah such a norcal thing and people hated saying it like uh. i was always here in from the guys the guys in chicago were awesome they love saying it yeah they're you know like all the risky guys and yeah those are those are old friends of mine but they were cool with it the florida guys were cool with it you know i knew mm -hmm. a lot of the florida guys but it was like a lot of people just not down with that word okay yeah so that's where the stance came from i think i don't know yeah yeah no i i do remember it it's it was around the same time or shortly mm -hmm. shortly after yeah um but it's also cool to see how, you know, it changed the culture in the U.S. And then it became like a global thing. Yeah. And then it got to Japan. It went back to the, it went full circle back to the place that inspired Hella Flush. Yes. That was weird. Yeah. Dude, we did our first show in Japan and I wasn't expecting anything, right? Because I was like... Okay, cool. We're at Hella Flush, I think six in the mm -hmm. in the United States, and we did one in Chicago, I think. Um, I can't remember, but um, did one in Japan. I think it was Hella Flush seven or eight, one of those. And I said, let's do something at Fuji Speedway. How much is that? Okay. Right? Yeah. Wait, uh, is this the story you came to tell? Oh, should we not talk about? It? No, let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. All right, cool. Um. Yeah, so I had two, two of my friends. Uh, they were working uh, for the company at the time. Okay, uh, Max and you know Max, uh, I don't and know then Max. yeah, Max Nagano, and then you Yamamoto. He was mm -hmm. a magazine guy. He did all the magazines with. Um, he did a lot of magazines for Japan. He okay. lived in the states, and he would. He's a really great photographer. You probably know him. Um, and I did see Kenta in your video. Was he involved? Yeah, Kenta and you, they were all, we were all good friends. Okay. Right. And Kenta would go to all our events, obviously, but um, Kenta helped out quite a bit as well. You know, I think you helped us secure the the uh, location with my uh, real good friend, Yamasaki, mm -hmm. in Japan. And I was like, let's rent Fuji because Fuji is like the coolest dude place ever. That's pretty know. ambitious, dude so ambitious <laughs> and and what was even more ambitious was how much is this place oh i don't know twenty two thousand dollars i'm like whoa twenty two thousand dollars to rent all right let's do it let's i didn't do it. <laughs> i didn't know right yeah. i was like i think we could do it whatever yeah. so what we did was the fun this is the funniest this is the crazy thing we 
we did the event. Um, I I had uh, you translate it into Japanese, what we wanted to do. And we sent it to our friends in Japan and thought maybe people will register for it. Mm -hmm. We got crazy registrations. I, I was, so, you know, I told my friends at Ray's, um, work, everywhere, all the companies, right? At the time, I was just friends with everyone, NK, everyone. I, they brought me everywhere when I visited Japan. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, maybe we should do an event now. I think it might be time because people are seeing it happen in the U.S. Yeah. And I said, oh, maybe it's time to bring it to Japan. Um, all my friends that have the brands in Japan, I said, uh, you guys are more than welcome to come to my event. I won't even charge you a dime. Just show up, bring yeah. some cars, and we'll all have a good time, right? They're like, you're going to rent Fuji? I go, yeah, I think it'll be cool, right? They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And they're like, there's no fee for the boot? I'm like, no, no fee. Bring 10 cars. I don't care. Yeah. And that, and I think from there, they were like, what? Mark's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, I really didn't care. I was just hoping that we had enough money to pay for everyone's flight and hotel rooms, obviously. And then hopefully How did we you could... pay for it. Was it car registrations? Dude, car registrations. Okay. We had... um. I think we closed it at 300. First of all, first of all, what's crazy is they were telling me you need to charge uh, 15,000, uh, uh, yeah, 15,000 yen, which mm -hmm. is like 150 bucks back mm -hmm. then, right? I'm like, hell no. We only charge $45 for our shows here. Are you yeah. guys crazy? Yeah. I feel that's, I feel like that's so bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you charge 100, uh, 10,000 yen, it's going to be too cheap. Yeah. Like what? Too cheap. No way, this will be perfect. Three thousand, yeah. you know, that we'll make enough money to fly our people down there and just have a good time. We could sell some merch, whatever. Yeah. Um, we did it at ten thousand yen. Okay. Three hundred people. More people wanted to register. I'm like, how many can Fuji hold? I didn't yeah. know. They just showed me a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know how big it and is. And I was like, how big it how and we started counting spots. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this thing can hold like a thousand cars. So then I said, okay, let's just open it up for a hundred more cars, whatever. Mm -hmm. 400 cars, first event. Cool. That'd be great. <laughs> because we don't know how many people on the boot side, how many how these many, guys were. Yeah. You know, we didn't charge for boots. So yeah. I invited all my friends that had brands out there. Yeah. So next thing you know, dude, there was, you know, event day comes. We're all nervous. We don't know. We had enough money to show up, pay for hotels, whatever. We show up, we're like, holy smokes. They're like, Mark, where are you? It's like, I'm like 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, why? Yeah. What's going on? It's, it's so early. We don't need to be at the gates till 6. They're like, there's a line at the front of Huji. I'm like, what? Dude, like, it was like a mile long. Like, wow. I could not believe this. This was crazy. These are cars that were paying and cars that wanted to go in. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like some incredible show that I could not comprehend how long how do, how long does uh what is that called um when they check in and you like gotta park all those cars I, how dude, long did that take four um, 400 cars i can't even imagine i my guys uh we had some jap friends from japan that were helping us out yeah. we actually stayed some really quick um they they stayed them really nicely you know spread okay. apart Make sure there's one space between the cars, straight, yeah. whatever. Nice. It turned out really nice. I think um, I think just the weirdest, you know, it was just 
I didn't expect that many people to come. So I felt like, wow, 400 cars is too much. I can't see all 400. I felt real bad. Oh, but, that's true, huh? How do you yeah, see 400 cars? 400. But we did. I spent, I walked the entire, every single row. Oh, wow. Said hi to everyone, met that's with everyone. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because it, it's kind of like respect, right? Like For you sure. Have, you have to show respect to everyone. Yeah. Not just the people that have boots. Because if, I don't know. I tried to do my best, right? Yeah, Obviously. That's great. Yeah. And, and, you know, it turned out really good. And till the end, I guess. <laughs> well, before you talk about the yeah. end, uh, what, uh, what was it like seeing the cars? Do you, do you think that the cars did a good job uh, following the style that you kind of made popular? Or, or were there subtle differences? Well, one thing that I noticed was all these guys, you know, like some guys uh, in this US, right? They go to the show, they lower their cars there to be uh -huh. slammed. Yeah. These guys were t like touching. Yeah. They didn't care. They drove in like that. Yeah. Like we seen the freeways 65 miles per hour, 70 miles per hour just flying right by us. Yeah. At the end of the show, I was like, oh my God, these guys drove here like that? Yeah. Crazy dude scraping. It was like, I mean, obviously that wasn't the definition, but I was like stoked to see it, right? I was like, yeah. wow, these guys are hardcore. Yeah, it yeah. Fun. It was so fun to see. Just, I mean, obviously, uh, because I was in the VW scene, you know, some, I guess there was, I don't know if there was Instagram back then, but they followed us somehow, right? And mm -hmm. they knew that I was into VWs. Those guys showed up. That's dope. Uh, the, uh, the VIP guys showed up. Um, you know, it all, I saw some drift cars. Yeah. Drift cars. It was, it was cool because I think people knew us. Well, maybe they knew me because I, I went with Philip and them when they were filming, you know, with Toshi and them when they yeah. were filming JDM insider. That's, that's a cool story too. Yeah. So they saw us from that. Okay. Maybe they met, remember, I don't know, but yeah. I kept in touch with a lot of them. So I think, um, friends knew, you know, it mm -hmm. was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, um, you mentioned VW right now, and that just sparked a memory uh, because I um, I was friends with like a, a VW guy and he was into like the classic VWs. Yeah. And when I was into the drift stuff and it hadn't really it was just starting to catch on in the US and like I was about like wheel fitment and, you know, stretching tires and mm -hmm. and he showed me that VW guys were doing that, too. And that was kind of a thing that they were doing. So it was. Did that kind of influence you on Hellpush oh, as well? For sure. I mean, oh, okay. I was into like um what is that? Max Speed. There's mm -hmm. a Mac magazine called Max Speed back in the yeah. UK. It's like a UK, yeah. Yeah. I used to see the craziest color VWs. Like they'd be on GTIs, pink ones and yeah. green ones and like really crazy colored ones. And they would all stretch tires like to the max. Like yeah. I guess that's why it's called Max Speed. I don't know. But um they were all about stretch tires. And I yeah. think that's, you know, obviously that's where some of the influence comes from, you know, because I wasn't really into uh, square tires yet mm -hmm. till my later, because uh, <laughs> I race now, but yeah. um, I was into the square setup at all. It was yeah. all about uh, a little stretch just because, yeah. you know, that's more style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's but cool. Yeah, I... the VW, definitely the VW scene helped influence my, my style. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. So back, back to the event. 
Do you know what's crazy? What, yeah. what car showed up and I had no idea it was going to show up? The Cyber Evo. I think yeah. he just had won some crazy event and it, it showed up. I was like, oh, what the heck? What is this car doing here? Yeah. But they were doing a time attack that day anyway. So he oh. did, they just brought it up. And, and it was clean? It was clean. <laughs> nice. Like, wow. Yeah, it was. I don't even think it had a cage. I don't. It was like the bare oh, minimum. They were of like cage. testing it was, or? They were doing something, but. It, there there was a cage, but I don't think it was a legal cage yet. I think um, uh, that happened. That happened for a long time in Japan, where they were not that strict on cages. That's crazy, right? Uh, you, like mm-hmm. you could you would see a, a full full race uh, D one car with a like a Cusco cage, like a bolted yeah, cage. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's talk about. Uh, Okay, so so what was the crazy thing that happened at the end of the show? Um, because I was so into D one, I love D one. I love drifting, local drifters. Right, there's a lot of local drifters that showed up at the event. Yeah. Um, I, what was his name? Uh, Kenya mm-hmm. Shio. He was a D one driver. Um, Yamasaki brought him because we were sponsoring him. Okay. Light sponsor, right? We sponsored him. I just wanted to have our brand name on a, a, on a D1 car. car that's well, I don't care who it is. Yeah. I'll put our logo in. And he was actually a really good driver, super aggressive style, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I've never been in a... I rode with him. And I didn't know that... Well, I knew that we shouldn't be drifting in the parking lot after mm-hmm. the event. Yeah. But he was like, started drifting. And I was like... Ah! um. I think Alexi at the time said, Mark, yeah. go in the car. You should ride with him. I'm like, really? Okay, I'll go in there. So he starts filming. Yeah. I'm getting excited because, you know, we start drifting in this parking lot. Yeah. I had no idea this was a special parking lot that has drainage for when it rains. There's no puddles ever because every, every 10 feet, there's holes for okay. the water to drain. Okay. So if you're drifting, you're covering up these holes. Right. And um, before we leave, they wouldn't let us out because we had to pay the fine. And the fine was crazy money. What was the fine? Um, I think it was, well, they started really high, like 15,000 US. I know. And then I think we ended up spending 8,000 on that fine or something. It was just... They wouldn't let us out of the place. But what was funny is during the event, I mean, not during, during the end of the event, the, mm-hmm. all the drift teams were drifting down the regular street. We didn't get in yeah. trouble for that. On, I guess. on the property or outside on the, the property. property? On the property. On the property. they didn't care. No, because it was on the normal street. That's funny. <laughs> but because the parking lot right. is made for drainage. Wow. Oh, my God. I, had no, I, I would never think that there's a drainage. Yeah. You know, because it mean, doesn't that, look That's like so Japanese, that. right? So Japanese. Yeah. But we had to pay for all the skid marks to get off the Damn. out of the holes because he was burning out like going yeah, yeah, yeah. going ham, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. How, how was it riding in the car? It was cool. That's why I said it was kind of a super aggressive drift. I'm not, you know, like I think my style is super laid back drifting style. You know, mm-hmm. like just cruising. Yeah, like it, to me, it's like surfing, right? So I just take the 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 fun line. I don't mm-hmm. try to pass. I just cruise, right? And yeah. This guy's super aggressive style. I'm like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, this D one stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no. Know? Um, 
I'm all about the I'm all about the comparison of drifting and surfing. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched uh, North Shore? Yeah, I love that show. Phoebe K. Oh, what was it? Yeah, Phoebe Cage, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, Phoebe she's K? in it. She's in yeah. it. Uh, the first time I watched it was because of like the Hawaii guys were kind of telling me to watch it, like like Len and uh huh and uh, and so there's I, Len's company right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Sleepers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched it in like 2003 or something like that. Yeah. And when I was watching, I was like, dude, this is. I know this movie is about surfing, but it's also all about drifting. It's like mm -hmm. the same, you know, the the, the etiquettes. The, the yeah. et yes, the etiquettes, uh, the the competition versus doing it for the love. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, uh, like yeah. pro and pro and amateur, like yeah. all that stuff. I know. I think when it became too pro, I, I just we would we would do so much with Formula D. We used yeah. to do uh, all their car shows for them, mm -hmm. and I thought it was awesome, you know. But I I think I would like I wouldn't even watch a show because I thought it was too professional already, right? Like. I can't. The only guys I can ha I can understand or relate to was like Forrest Wang, right? Because he was yeah. still Hawaiian style, yeah. and it was slammed. It was like it looked like a D one car still, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But then I don't know what happened to the other cars. It just man, what? Why is there so much gap, right? Like yeah. it, it didn't make any sense. It still doesn't. Uh, speaking of Formula D, you you had a short stint in. Oh Formula my god, D. let's not talk about that. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so here's the thing. I thought I can handle these that speed. I mm -hmm. I had never drifted that speed in my life, right? Yeah, I well, mean I'm it's in... it's hard to get that speed yeah. at a track, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and so and I, I wanted yeah. I, I also felt like uh they they were pushing us to, to be better, right? Yeah. They wanted to put on a show, mm -hmm. they wanted us to go faster than maybe we were comfortable, but that's that's part of it, I think. Yeah. After that, I was like, oh, man, I smacked into the wall. I'm like, ah, this is not my thing. I'm just going to do local events, host my own drift events, and yeah. just have fun with it. It was, for me, it was uh, a reality check in mm. a way. It's like, uh, I could go, I can, you know, I can manage to, I can afford to go do a professional series. Mm -hmm. But do I want to do that or just have yeah. fun with it? You know, and it yeah. just became more of a fun thing. Yeah. Um, Nadine and I, we both we both came to the same realization as you um it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and and then it kind of uh, i don't think it's the same for us it wasn't the same as what what you're saying when you make work your passion it was yeah. kind of making our passion work and mm -hmm. that's different yeah um, it was it, it became yeah, it became a chore almost you're like yeah. oh man i uh, gotta deal with the i mean drifting got got to a point where oh i don't know if i want to do this but what i did was make it easier for me to get to drift tracks right like mm -hmm. i started buying things like a trailer i started buying things like uh, a car hauler to get yeah. to these events because uh just make it more convenient for myself right because just getting to the track these days is so difficult right yeah, yeah. that's kind of why i just arrive and drive with a regular race car or yeah. you know like a, a you know whatever um but but now because i went past the point of driving my race car to the track um mm -hmm. i have to trailer it again which is fine but you know 
you know it is like you're driving such a lowered car and then you end up breaking something on the freeway you're like yeah why didn't i just trailer this thing yeah 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 weird yeah i follow you (laughs) are you guys you guys are at the track still a lot yeah uh not a lot um I mean, I'll go to like final bout events. Oh um, yeah, I'll, I'll judge a little bit, um, and I really like these days. I'm driving like once a year. Okay. But um, you know, it is it is it is hard uh, transporting. Um, you know, just like because I don't have a trailer, so I got to borrow a trailer. Now we have a yeah. truck, but you know, it's just it's just a lot. So kind of truck. Uh, we have a Yukon Denali. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that it, thing can tow really well. It, it, it tows like there's nothing there, which yeah. is nice. That's awesome. Um, but there, there is a part of the towing that, that makes me miss the, the ride up to the track in the car. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, that, that quiet time. It's not really quiet. It's actually kind of loud, but you know, just like the time in the car. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I just find joy in, in that. It, like, it just, takes me back to the old days you know? yeah yeah um, so so we bought a we actually bought a car recently we bought a 08z oh nice um and so that's the car that is more like your porsches that you're racing where mm-hmm. you know you just hop in and you go yeah there's no like loading up a trailer did you guys before. change the ls it does that come with a standard lsd or you have it to does it, out, it does it but i bought it with with a welded um, oh, cool. we, we do have a cause yeah. and it's just kind of sitting there, but I wanted to play around with the welded first to mm-hmm. just to experience that. Wait till it snaps off. And then I don't, I'm not going to wait that long, but you know, like, <laughs> uh, like I, I just never owned one. And so, mm-hmm. uh, how is know, it as a drift car? It's, I hear it's one of the easiest cars to drift. I mean, I do a little here and there, but I haven't been on a track, so uh-huh. I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's like 300 horsepower. It's yeah. got AC, heat, um, a radio. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's legal. I don't have to worry about the cops. So, you know, it's it's got that going for it, which I think it, sh- it should be good. We'll see. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I almost bought a um, uh, a drift car from Sarah, but then she had sold it like five minutes before when she said, "Oh, I'm selling my car," and then she sold it somewhere oh, else. Oh man, she had a, a IS, which was super cool. Yeah. I hear it's good for drifting as well, but it's cool. I'll, if, I might if you can set thinking, it up right, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she set it up pretty well. I, I wanted to. Um, I was looking at the Z's as well because mm-hmm. um, that guy hurt uh, from Hoonigan. Mm-hmm. He's always telling me, "Oh yeah, just get a Z. It's so easy. It's like yeah, it's it, they're inexpensive, and you could um, just drive to the like you said, drive to the events and yeah, not worry about it. Yeah, you and and they've got like no shortage of torque. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Everything seems really good. I just haven't experienced it yet. Cool. But, Let me know. Uh, well, we, we should go out together. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, man, uh, you gotta. Wh- what are you gonna get? No, I'll get what you get. Then we okay. could just like do some tandem stuff. All right, that sounds least, good. Try. That sounds good. <laughs> Old yeah. man tandem. Let's do it. Oh yeah, let's do it. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, what? Tell me what what you got in the garage today. Oh man, um, I don't. I mean, I got. I have a RWB uh, that, that I drive that one on the track. Okay. Well, it was just a regular nine nine seven point two that I converted nice. to like a cup car. Okay. 
And then uh, I started tracking that a lot this year. And then um, you don't see a lot of RWB 911s on the track, right? Yeah, no, not you at see, all. You so see I, them on in car shows. You don't see them on the track. Yeah, so I kind of want to change that that um, stigma of that's them. That's dope. I mean, that's you know? what they're meant for, right? Yeah. That, that's what, I mean, I've never spoken to Nakai, but I know he loves racing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when he designed the RWB, like he designed it to go on the track. Yeah, you know, I've done... Uh, quite a few of his 12-hour races in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, we do it at Motegi Raceway. Mm -hmm. And those things handle, dude. Like, because it's so wide, you you don't even know when the breaking point is, right? Yeah. Well, you find it when you start sliding, obviously. Yeah. But it takes a really long time to get there. And by that time, you're already caught up to the guy in front of you. Okay. Because it, because it is a 12-hour race, you're like, Cool. This is actually really fun to, you know, you're driving. But at the same time, you have to be re really careful because if you crash, you kind of have to pay half the damages. Yeah. But um, the one that I just finished, I, you know, obviously I spent a lot of money on suspension because suspension is like the number one thing for track racing mm -hmm. or tracking. Uh, and and for, for my car that has, um, I don't know, 390 horsepower. It can handle, it can hang with like 550 horsepower GT3s or GT3 yeah. RSs and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Just because of how wide it is, right? Yeah. Like I'm catching up to them on every single turn. Obviously wow. they take off on the straights because they have so much more horsepower. But because it's so wide, you, you got, um, man, it's it's endless, right? Like you, you have the advantage on that, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so you oh, got, yeah. you got the 911. So you got, I should say 997.2 because you might have more than one 911. <laughs> um, I have a, um, a navy blue 911 that's coming from Japan. I just picked that up. Why um, from Japan? Should... Oh, because they have such special cars over there. Okay. <laughs> no, um, uh, it has no sunroof, which is really sought after okay. in the nine, 964 world. Like not having a sunroof that's like, oh, shoot, that's bonus, right? Like, okay, okay. Because the RS cars came with no sunroof. And Got then um, I have my wife. She has a um, a Taycan station mm -hmm. wagon. Mm -hmm. And then I, I drive a, an old G-Wagon, like a 2002 G-Wagon that I made look like a 1980. I backdate it. Okay. That's so that, cool. that, that That's kind of like my daily. And then my, my I have a car for my daughter and then my son's 8.6. Okay. Well, yeah. What does your daughter have? Uh, she has like uh, an old Mercedes. Um, okay. C300 or something like that. Okay, okay. The older one. They're, they're um, good, fairly priced right now. Uh, I remember, man, I can't, I don't know how long ago that was, but a few years ago, I remember always drooling about over your garage because you had the white Hachiroku. Oh, yeah. And then you had the Hakoska Skyline <laughs> and you had the Ken Mary Skyline. Yeah. Um, where did those go? Um... So the Skyline, uh, the Hakoska, I I sold it to a friend. I bought it back because I thought I I um I thought I was like missing it in my life. Yeah. So then I bought it back, um, and I, I I guess I wasn't missing it. I think I just um thought at that time I was going through some weird stuff with myself, like um. I had quite a few cars at one point, uh, I think like 21 cars or something. And I, I sold, I had a fire sale on the internet and people thought I was going crazy, but I wasn't going crazy. It was just more, 
I just needed to unload. It was just yeah. too much. You know, yeah. like you look at every month you get all these registrations and it's just ridiculous. Dude, 22 cars, you're getting like two registrations in the mail uh, every month. It was terrible. <laughs> I can't it was imagine. the worst. I get so mad when I just get one. Oh, I hate it. And <laughs> and nowadays it's, you know, because I have kids and, you know, I try to, I, I'm really busy with work. It, it's yeah. just one of those things where cars are awesome, you know, um, but at the same time, there, you can only drive one. You have to have time, time for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm building a, a 65 Nova. It's been in the shop for like one year now or one okay. and a half years. Okay. Um, that's like my 49er car, but uh, I haven't been to a 49er game with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gold Nova. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I, I as a daily, I, I used to drive a Sprinter van um, because my, my son plays a lot of baseball and I okay. love watching... Yeah. And play baseball. Yeah, and my daughter does gymnastics, so we go to a lot of meets and baseball stuff with this okay. the sprinter. Okay. Yeah. What is uh, what is the car you regret selling the most? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any because I, I used to think I it was a super sentimental. Mm -hmm. But I think they're they're. The one car I wish I did not sell, and I sold it to Fish um, from Risky Devil's crew. Yeah. Um, that S14, he still has it till today, and it still has the Vertex kit on it. Okay, so that's not the one he did the Rocket Bunny conversion on. No, no, no. He's driving it still till today. It's a he. It's a white Vertex uh, Ridge kit uh, on all it. His cars are white. Yeah. Is that why you buy it? Because it's white. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Um, it was a Porsche color. Oh, okay. Porsche, Porsche color mm -hmm. at the time. It was a ruby stone red. And when he bought it, he he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to paint it white, right? I'm like, okay, cool. That's where it came from. And it came yeah. from a white car. So yeah, go yeah. for it. Wait, this actually, is, mm -hmm. is this the S14 that I that I am aware of? Or is it a different S14? Um, It's the one he's driving today. So. It, it's the one. But is it the one... Is it the one you had the J line wheels on? The one that no, you... no, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay, that's the same okay. one. Yeah, I, I tried to white. buy it. It was white, and then I painted it um, because I hit something and I destroyed the kit. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, cool! It's a good time to change the color. Up. Okay, okay. And I was way into Porsches, so uh, I'll paint it a Porsche color. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I wish I still had that. I tried to buy it back, and then then he says, "Oh no, you wouldn't want to buy it because I cut the whole bottom. I cut all the seat stuff out." Cause he's oh, a big dude. It's a rate. Oh yeah. And he goes, I welded all the seats to the to the to the floor. I'm like, huh. I can't. I don't know what to do with that now. <laughs> <laughs> and he I'm said, sure I cut, I cut all the cage out. I'm like, what? I don't oh, even wow. want the car anymore. Yeah. Well, you you can. It's still there for you to look at. You yeah. know, it's not in like a ditch or you know, sitting rotting away in a, a yard oh, or something. He, of, of anyone to buy the car, he's yeah. a good person to buy. Yeah, it yeah, for sure. Takes care of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Except you can't buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to build another S14, but the price is crazy for those. They're things insane. Now. They're insane. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're used to it. I mean, you you yeah. you are into classic cars, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's just part of it. But... It is part of it, but you know, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. 1200 bucks. Oh, that's yeah. still expensive. Yeah, man. I, I, I re uh, a Zenki. You had a Zenki S14, and yeah. those were my favorite. I've, you know, uh, Coke, like everyone loved the Cokies. Yeah. 
but I always had a thing for Zenkis and um, I should have got one and I never did. Your now core is, uh, do you still have the S13? I, st I still do. Nadine, oh, nice. This is Nadine's right here. We both have them still. Oh, dude, you know what's funny? I thought you were in a background. I <laughs> thought that was a fake background. That's so funny. No, no, it's right here. I can touch it. What? That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, she just uh, she just released that children's book. So oh, she, oh it got released already. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. we released it. Um, and so it gave us a chance to do a little refresh uh, mm -hmm. for the book launch party. So we we put some new arrow on it, uh, detailed what? it, put some new wheels. Yeah. No way. When did you guys? Uh, when did she release the the book? Uh, it was a couple, maybe two or three. Oh, it's, it was on. It was like a few days before her birthday, so oh. end of October. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, when's her birthday? October, October 28th. Oh, is she a Libra? No, she's a, um, she's a Scorpio. The next one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Libra. You're a Libra? Yeah. Those are close to each other. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Friends. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I got to I gotta go pick one up. That's that's really cool. I, I'll, I always wanted to make a drift book. A drift coloring book, but I, I never did. She made she made a coloring book too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you could uh you, you could uh she's got like a blank car. You can, you know, design your own livery on it and stuff. What? So which car is it? It's it's this. So she oh, no. like cartoonized herself, her car, me, um, some of our friends are oh, in the book. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Sachko Goes Racing. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about her and her uh her experience as a as a girl trying to get into drifting. That's great. But uh I mean, it, it's about her, but like it it's not like a it's not a book for girls, right? It's about anyone who who has a dream and um and dares to follow their dream. Yeah. That's what life is about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. it's about it's about um I, you know, you come to the realization of everything you do in life is doesn't really matter as long as you're doing it with the right people and mm -hmm. the people around you and your family. And it's crazy, man. Like you could go through the wildest ride, but at the end, it's all about the people around you still. Right. Yeah. Like it's right. Because what, what kind of journey would it be if it was by yourself? Mm -hmm. right? um, yeah doing it with people who support you and people who appreciate the journey with you. And, uh, you, you and her, you remind me a lot of each other, just, um, how you guys are so passionate about the things that you love and, um, how you are not afraid of doing something big. Mm, mm -hmm. and I think, I think that's the, the biggest thing that, um, why people don't, that people are afraid to dream sometimes. And yeah. So, uh, you know, thank you for inspiring artists, creatives, yeah. uh, pa passionate car people from around the world to like, to take the chance and, and not be afraid to do something big, like freaking rent out Fuji Speedway <laughs> with 400 yeah. cars. Yeah. That's so, I think my, I think my brain just says okay if you're gonna do it let's just try and do it right yeah. like if it we had like a t i mean not everything was a, a success story right like yeah we did an event at um where was it um oh in kansai we rented central circuit 
And I was like, oh, yeah, we could rent Central Circuit. It's cheaper. Mm -hmm. But nobody told me Central Circuit is on a two-way street. Wait, what? Dude. To How get is a circuit on a two-way oh, street? It was the... It was the worst experience of my life in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad. We refunded everyone. It was wow. so bad. Wow. You know, um, well, I don't know if we refund. We we ended up giving everybody everything Something. that we made yeah. for free. I was yeah. just like giving, give everything away. I felt yeah. so bad. So two-way street. So this guy coming this way had to make a left, but this guy, it, it was just to get in, became seven miles of traffic oh, this way, man. seven miles of traffic that way for the locals. Yeah. We were so in trouble, right? I was like, this thing's getting shut down. This is crazy. So Dino from Speed Hunters, mm -hmm. he, um, he just, all of us, we would just walk down the line and just give away. We were just giving so much stuff away. I was just like, I'm so sorry. Because the people that got in, they were in already, but there was no overflow parking. All the it was just the worst thing ever. Yeah, and you know you learn from these experiences because you're the day the day after the event uh, or even the night of the event, I Google mapped it and I was like, how did we not catch this? Yeah, right. It was just, but but the fun thing about it, we learned from it, and and yeah. and and my guys were like, okay, cool, we'll never do this again. But yeah, you know. What, what can we do? We couldn't. We're stuck in the pickle right now, so let's yeah. just make that make the most out of it. Let's just give away stuff. And how how did you how did you keep that bad experience from preventing you from doing things in the future? Um, I've gone through highs and lows in my life. Yeah, and everything I do, even this conversation, everything is an experience now, and it's always been an experience, right? Because you kind of just learn from everything you do, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I know not to ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I have to really check and right because we were like, okay, cool. Hella flesh is blowing up. Let's go. Let's go all over Japan. This, you know, yeah. Okayama. Let's go do an event here, everywhere, and like in the north and south. We'll just try everything. And mm -hmm. and I realized, okay, we're that's not the thing to do. Let's just make. Let's just keep this thing special. Just do it once a year. We don't need to do it two times or three times a year, right? Like yeah. that's already. Pushing your, pressing your luck and yeah. stuff like that. You know, people are, people in Japan, what I notice, love consistency. So when I see people doing stuff and they're, they're very consistent at doing it, that's what I tried to take from that, right? Like, okay, cool. So just stay in your lane. Just don't, no need to, to ruffle the feathers and let's just try and be consistent with everything I do, right? Not yeah. just, you know, not just, uh, throwing events. It's, the way I okay, let's not go crazy on buying sneakers. Let's just buy one <laughs> okay. a month, right? Or you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I started realizing, okay, I don't need everything. I don't need one hundred cars. I don't need. I've been through a hundred cars, but I, I don't need that many anymore, right? Like yeah. it's just you just learn from all this. Yeah, like uh, it's fun to have a collection, but it's not fun to have a collection. Right? No, that's true. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, you don't think about that. You just see the guy <laughs> with all the stuff that you want. And you're like, I want that too. Yeah. You don't really have to have it. Yeah. You, you could collect it in your head, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's good advice from someone who's been through it. Yeah. It's not it the grass isn't really greener, dude. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. You know, you could make all the money in the world, you still might not be happy. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Okay, cool. I I think this uh this interview is winding down. I think this is a good cool. place to stop. Um, Mark, thank you again for your time for uh, being willing to come on here and uh, share. Like this ended up being uh, like for me is very inspirational. I think you're a very inspirational person. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, you know, like uh, thank you for all of your contributions to to current day car culture um oh that's awesome Thank yeah I, I uh i i don't know if you realize but it uh you you changed a lot and, oh that's uh, and, that's crazy to think about that man. yeah I, like I, seriously i, I know I, think... I know you're a real like down-to-earth guy um but i i see it i see it uh you know when i when i'm driving down the street and i see a honda accord like slams on like <laughs> you know low offset wheels i'm like that's from mark <laughs> <laughs> you know i think i think um i could be super i for myself I'm, I'm super thankful that i was i'm able to enjoy life doing the things i've done right because i i would always see people right like i notice people like oh i always notice people no matter what they're doing yeah if they're a chef and they loving it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have to love what I do, right? Like if you don't love what you do, I mean, it, you have to find that in, in, in yourself, right? Like just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, no, I love it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. It was yeah, super awesome. Yeah. It's an honor. Um, and I can't wait to talk with you again. Let's go hang out and I don't know, like do some, eating sneaker yeah. shopping whatever i'm down Dude, with all of that uh, let's go eat there's so much good food in la yeah now that you know i live i live i would say i live 70 percent of my time in los angeles not yeah. los, orange county now okay so um and i noticed i mean i'm stopping by so many different food places every week i see something new my wife yeah. sends me some stuff oh you gotta check this out in orange county then i go to it for breakfast or whatever but mm -hmm. So much good stuff out there. So much good stuff. Our favorite restaurant is called Taco Maria down in oh. Costa Mesa. Uh -huh. Go check that out. They just got a Michelin star, and uh, I what? mean, I'm, we've been going there for for years, and I'm I'm so happy they got one. Yeah, uh, they're so good that they are in like the L.A. Times like top 100 restaurants list, even wow. though they're not in L.A. Like they make an exception for that restaurant. That's so amazing. Go check that one out. There, I mean, there's so much, but yeah, let's go eat. Yeah, let's let's go for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks cool, again. Man. All right. Thanks, Mark. Hey, cool. cheers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Are you a good storyteller and have a good drifting related story to tell? You got to fill out an application at podcast.sil80mania.com. In the upper right, there's a link called Storytime app. Fill it out and I'll be looking forward to reading it. And if you're watching on YouTube and you enjoyed the podcast, do what my boys from Auto Factory Realize say and make sure to like that smash button and hit subscribe. Thank you guys for listening.